Hey guys, welcome to The Real Shit with Brit and Wit. This is Whitney. And this is Brittany. Brit, who do we have with us today? You guys, I'm so excited about this. Okay, let's just, where do I even begin? Okay, comedians, children's authors, regulation hotties. I mean, the list is so not. You guys, today on the show, um, in all seriousness, we have children's authors, Mike and Jake from California. I'm not going to give you any more information because you will go stalk them. And uh, we've got them on the show. They wrote these children's books that I'm so excited to share with all of you. Why? Because it's all about the bullshit of COVID and what people are going through as parents during COVID. I love it. It's perfect. It's so perfect. So let's say hi to you guys. Um, Mike, let's start with you, man. Introduce yourself and kind of give us a little background about you. Well, thank you guys for having me on the, uh, the shit show, as they say on the streets. Um, I am Mike Farrell. I, I am a untalented comedian, but a world-renowned children's author. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm kind of a big deal around San Diego, you know, they, they call me the bird king of San Diego because I'm just always whipping around the birds. You know, I don't, I don't know if you guys have birds wherever you're at, but uh, I am officially the bird king of San Diego. True. I think it's most true. birds bird just king. stay in California. We don't get a lot of birds out here. No birds no. out there. <laughs> um. uh, Jake, what about you? Man? Hi. Hi. Um, I don't know how to follow up the bird king. Uh, <laughs> What are you the king of in your area of I'm the king of nothing. I'm becoming the king. I live in Venice. I live in Venice Beach. And I'm, there are so many, right outside this window that's behind me, there's probably 700 homeless people sitting on the street. I can hear them screaming. But I'm not going to lie. They're all starting to recognize me. And they're kind of starting to treat me like a prophet. <laughs> Like a, not even a king. It's like it's the same. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Anyways, there's a bunch of homeless people outside that window, and I live in California. I live in Venice Beach. Um, came out to LA to work in film, and worked in film for a while. Still do. But then Mike and I ran into each other about six years ago, and pretty quickly we realized we were total creeps and we thought we were really funny and we were going to see what we could do with that. I love that. We've written children's books. You guys, here's the best part of this whole story. Mike and Jake do not have children of their own. No children. Listen, no actual legitimate children. but That you're aware of. That we're aware of. All of these homeless people don't have any parents. <laughs> I'm becoming their father. Don't you see? I care for these people. They may be 47 years old. I don't know. But I'm caring. You're sad right now. The listeners, you can't see us, okay? Oh, you can't hear see us. us. But no, and this is what I'm sad about, you guys. It's dark outside right now where he's at, so I can't even see the window behind him. And who's out there? Yeah. Trust me, there's. I can hear them. They're okay. chanting my name. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike is the bird king, and you are the prophet of the homeless. This is <laughs> wonderful. There needs to be a book. We there know. needs to be a plaque. You guys need plaques. We need plaques. I think I'm going to change my nickname because now that I hear the prophet of the homeless, 
that's a that's a badass nickname. I'm not gonna lie. I actually don't want to be the Bird King anymore. So if one of your listeners wants that, the Bird Queen, I'm sure, because I can't grabs. imagine you have very many male listeners. You're um, just giving up the Bird King. That no, I'm giving it up, thing? dude. I I want to find something equivalent to the Prophet of you the Homeless. Just make that's him way look better. Really bad. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait. 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 So reading okay. his bios, right? Um. I, I'm like, I, I just have to comment on this because I'm really impressed. Uh, it says that you guys have worked on many creative projects together, including a TV pilot, a Spec Doritos commercial, interactive Nike event. Uh, Mike, you were an intern on The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. I mean, you guys, like, I don't think you understand how cool these two are. And they've done a lot of stuff that is really actually very impressive. So I want to just touch on that for a minute. What's one of the coolest things that you guys have like worked on done? Tell us, tell us something interesting like that. Well, Jake, it looked like you had something to say, but since you're not talking, I'm going ahead and, and I'm going to speak. So I think the coolest thing that we've done together, Jake directed my TV pilot. Uh, so I co-wrote a TV pilot, which was a workplace sitcom about regional airline pilots. And this was actually a pretty dang good yeah. sitcom. Yeah. Um, Fox looked at it, uh, so did a whole bunch of other shows. And I, I love the fact that I've got a train in the background behind me now. Um, so I have to figure out how to, how to work the train into the story here. But, but yes, Jake directed, Jake, Jake directed my TV pilot, and I think we just had bad timing. Uh, with a lot of our stuff, we have bad timing. With the books, we, the children's books, we had good timing. But I, I think that it. we... I think the TV pilot actually uh, was probably one of my more favorite projects that we've worked on. And, yeah. and that, that meant a lot to finish that. That's incredible. So um, tell me this. I don't remember if I read that in there. What, um, so did you actually approach a network with this pilot? And what, what happened with that that you say it was bad timing? Yeah, so we, we approached pretty much everybody. Like, we had great representation. Uh, we worked with some of the guys that had worked on Always Sunny. Um, so we had, we had partnered with a production company in Atlanta. And so we actually shot this pilot. Um, so we have a 22-minute pilot. And then we ended up working with these guys in Atlanta, and they helped us refine it. And then we got really good representation, and we shopped it to everybody. And everybody, like, these guys were shopping, like, 10 different projects. And ours was the one that they requested all the time and so fox was very interested but then fox ended up picking up another tv show about pilots called la to vegas and then as soon as fox released another show about pilots yeah. everybody else was like eh, we'll let fox do their thing and then la to vegas uh. was canceled after one season and then we had to we basically waited three years and then from what i hear now they're shopping it again so it's kind of just one of those things where it's like the stars have to align in, in some some way. So it could be something that maybe it happens soon, maybe it happens in a decade, but you end up with all these projects that get put on the shelf and then who knows, maybe well, actually, one of these days sounds, it'll get reintegrated. To me, that sounds so interesting. So I was just going to say, I don't feel like there's really a show out there, right? That's Yeah, I've never heard of that. Pilot, you know, that kind of what's going on up in the air, right? I don't feel like there's anything I mean, out there. The, the LA to Vegas show kind of there there were very similar concepts but the humor just didn't work and the feel of the story and the characters didn't work and yeah i, I think they kind of missed out they should have oh, 
Yeah, listen, send, send Wit and I over this pilot. We'll, uh, we're going to watch it together. And <laughs> I will. I'll shoot it <laughs> They're like, this is the worst pilot I've ever seen. <laughs> I can what see why. Thinking? I can see why they said no. It's <laughs> awful. You're a talentless hack. <laughs> and you look. You I'm look, never going. I'm never going on an airplane again after this. It was. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've ruined it for me. I'll never fly again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Jake. Let's hear from you, man. What's something? that you just like love being a part of? Um, I mean, I, I absolutely loved doing the project with Mike. That, it was so much fun. It was so much fun to be able to direct a TV pilot, especially one that was so well written by Mike. And But if I, I mean, the most fun I've ever had on a project was I got to run the stunt department. I was the stunt department manager and producer for a Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, and that was, I'm going to be like, hold on, we got to talk about it. Okay. That was, uh, I, 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 had, I knew Quentin. I knew Quentin for a long time before that, but that was the first project that I got to work on with him. And dude, it was unreal. Because it was, at the time, uh, I was dating the stunt coordinator. So it was just her, myself, our fight co co coordinator, and Brad Pitt for about three months just training. Uh -huh. So I would just I would just be sitting there on the computer in the room and it would just be Brad and Rob, who was our fight choreographer. And I'm just sitting there and then, you know, Brad, you know, you'd be training, training. And then we'd all just sit there and talk and I'm like, what's going on right now? Is this like, real life? What's going on who right would now? win in a handsome uh -huh. off between you and Brad? Oh, me, for sure. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I was gonna say, you're, you're really, like today, you're especially handsome. Hey, that's why I cut my hair because I'm waiting for that with Brad. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, I'm like, I'm like fangirling right now. Like, it was what? crazy. I feel like, like but, I, I need to like have some autographs. But that something. was the thing is like, you know, we worked with Leo and Leo was awesome, but Leo is all business. And Brad more felt like so, kind of somebody that I had grown up with. Like, we would just talk about motorcycles. We would just talk about we wouldn't talk about movies we just talked about bullshit it was awesome yeah and he was super cool and yeah Listen. so yeah i have to say that so far was the big and then right after the tarantino film we were supposed to go up and go to uh, vancouver for five months and shoot the new jj abrams film and i was actually kind of freaking out about that one but then it didn't happen because covid shut everything down oh bad yeah. This is incredible. Okay, to all of our listeners, like you guys, Britain Wit made it. We have like real amazing famous people on our podcast. <laughs> we have someone who knows Brad Pitt. Yeah, tell me <laughs> tell me when you have the famous people on because I want to listen. Watch out, Joe Rogan. Like, suck it, okay. Joe Rogan. Suck it, Joe. Oh, I talked about motorcycles with Brad Pitt, so suck it, Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> suck it. Basically, yes. Well, you guys really though impressive bios. Um, we'll and we'll put all of this like on. We can add things onto the episodes and stuff, so people can kind of go and read about you and and it, it just incredible. You guys have an amazing, amazing history of what yeah. you've done. So congratulations Thanks. to that, and um, damn you, COVID, for messing up your next film. Ugh. 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 It was going to be so good, and now it'll probably never happen. COVID. Speaking of COVID, you guys, let's get into this shit. Like, <laughs> this, where do we begin? 
with COVID. Even though the reason you're here. Let's not get political over COVID because we've got our feelings, right, Whit? We've got our feelings with COVID. We do have our feelings. Being moms during this pandemic, air quotes, no. Like, when this shit went down and we had to homeschool our kids, do you, I mean, I don't even think you could possibly understand. I mean, maybe like your homeless kids outside. I don't know. But these, but these kids were inside. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't get rid of these kids. Yeah. We couldn't get rid of these kids. <laughs> and it's something I love about your first children's book. Um, when I read it and with them like going back to school, it, it really just hits home to us moms out here. Um, so I'm excited to dive into this, but yeah, let, I mean, where does it even begin? Like COVID shut shit down. We're homeschooling everybody. I mean, God help us at this point, right? Um, we get through that and then we expand into the seven month summer. Um, and it just felt like it was never going to end, right? Mm. Never going to end. And <laughs> we all just kind of gave up on shit, right? And so then when school was coming back, right, there was all this debate out in the world of, are you sending the kids back or are you not? And I don't think, right, Whit, Whit and I never had even It was never a moment. debate. Never yeah. a debate. The kids were we going never, back for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> there was no debating this. Like, I remember we even, like, called each other. We're like, what are you doing? What do you think? Oh, okay, just had to feel better about myself. Like, you almost feel like people are judging you that you're sending your kids back. No, fuck those people. Like, Yeah, those people don't matter. No, people. you don't know for all the people out there with like one or two kids that are, you know, keeping them at home. Like, good for you. You do you. But yeah. like, I have five children. You got to go. We're going back to school. Strap those masks on. Oh, yeah. Sorry that you're suffocating all day, but you got to go. I'm going to put a trash bag on top of you. Just go back to class. One of the kids suffocates. <laughs> yeah. The way that you described it, Jake, it sounds like you're just putting a plastic bag over the kids. All right. like, the trash bag. Are you it's like, oh, I lost, I lost one, but I've got four, so who cares? It's fine. That's, that's already how I was homeschooling, just if they were bad, yeah. just the trash bag. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hopefully it's Listen, a paper bag. On shit like this, you got to put a disclaimer out there. We love our children, and we would never put trash bags over their heads. It's only a dream. Okay. Um, we took to say that. Listen, you will. You'll get those Karens out there. Um, okay. So let's talk about this. Uh, Mike and Jake's book. First of all, where can we find this? Amazon? Yep. You got it. Okay, guys. So their first book, Lily and Timmy's super awesome, incredible, incredible COVID-19 B-Day. All right. And, and this book, we're going to have them jump into it a little bit, but it's basically like the twins are supposed to go to Disneyland for their birthday and COVID shuts that shit down. And so it's like the mom's job to kind of come in and kind of save the day. So tell us a little bit about this book without giving it all, you know, away. I think you did a perfect job of giving the synopsis there. Uh, there's not much more than what you just said, but I, so the kids are super excited to go to Disney. They're not, yeah. they're not expecting a pandemic. And uh, then after, after Disney, they're kind of bargaining with mom. Well, can we go to Chuck E. Cheese? Can we do this? Can we do this? And all of this stuff is shut down because it's, it's lockdown. Uh, so, so we wrote this either in March or April, literally like right after lockdown happened. And we wanted to, we, we, we hadn't spoken to a lot of parents, but we, but we had a feeling this was going on. And then after we wrote it, we realized, man, we are, 
we somehow told a story of exactly some people, parents were actually anticipating taking their, their kids to Disney. But the first book was really a book for mom to shine and be the hero. Okay. So I, man, this is crazy because it relates, like I relate to this so much. Why? Because we were in Disneyland the week that shit shut down. Like we drove back to Utah the 14th when Disneyland closed. What? Wow. Yeah, she had it right at the right time. Swear to you. So we, here's the deal, guys. I'm from the East Coast, right? Um, I've never been to Disneyland. I'm from the East Coast. We grew up going to Disney World, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so and we have so many freaking kids that who can afford shit, right? And so our big thing was like, okay, we're going to take our kids to Disneyland. We're going to do this shit. We're going to do yeah. it live. All right. So we booked this trip. Uh, we, uh, we, our trip is the 7th to the 14th, right? For that whole week. We get there. We literally make it in the nick of time. Like we talked about this on an episode back when all this shit happened, right? We make it in the nick of time. Um, the world starts going nuts and we drive home the day it closes. But what you're saying is so real because there were people in our hotel that were so like crying. Children yeah. just crying because they flew in on like that Friday yeah. and you know, shut down the next day. It was like their trip was ruined. So I mean, you hit it, you hit it like right on the head, you know? And so we won't, we won't give away how mom is kind of a hero. You got to go get this book. You got to read it. Um, yeah, but mom always needs to be a hero. Like mom can't be a hero enough. So I, I love that. That's perfect. I agree. I agree. I know. We're always, the, let's be honest, guys. Like, <laughs> and capeless heroes every day. Uh, so I love that. It's, it's, it, it is such a good, relatable book for what people went through. And then let's, you know, we go through the summer the giant ass seven month summer, what it felt like. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's talk about getting back into school. The never ending summer. Never <laughs> um, so Mike and I, when we were kind of tossing around ideas for our second book, we had a few ones. We're like, maybe they go like they, they get an RV and they go on a camp or maybe they do this, maybe do that. And we actually had, um, another mom who, who does a, uh, she's got Instagram and, and a bunch of followers. She, we had done a few interviews with her. She reached out to us and she said, okay, what are the ideas you guys have? And we kind of tossed them all to her and she was like, going back to school because she has like three kids and she was like, I have no idea what's going on. Nobody has any idea what's going on. They're like, it changes from week to week. They're like, okay, the kids are going back to school. Nah, the kids aren't going back to school. You're going to have to do it there. Well, now actually this is happening. Now this is happening. And we're like, so we're listening to her and we're like, so then Mike and I are talking. We're like, so basically we can do whatever we want because <laughs> nobody has any idea what's actually going to happen if the kids go back to school. And that's what it was. We, we did we go back to school and I don't want to give away, I'll say this, the dad is, is a much larger character in the story because he's a zany, crazy, goofy character. And we just kind of like the little, little sprinkles of him in the, in the first book. And in the second one, we were like, yeah. well, dude, we've got to put the dad okay. all over The there. dad yeah. in and this book it, is right? epic. Epic. Okay. He's so good. Here's the deal. I love him because he's like the Phil Dumpy. Oh, he's like my brother-in-law. He's just the dad that is like, Bro. Yeah, <laughs> dude, he like it's my favorite. He's he's like Chevy Chase from National Lampoon's Vacation. <laughs> like, 
that's what I always think of. I'm like, this is totally this character. Like, this is totally this character. Oh, and then we yeah. also bring, we bring in uh, their teacher, their first grade teacher, who's Mr. Han Shin, but I'm not going to tell you what he calls himself. Yeah. But he's another character that we love. Oh, it's hard because you don't want to give away. Oh, but I want you so badly. I, I know. I'm like, I don't know what to talk about or what not to because this book is so good. And here's the thing. I love like the... There's realness yeah. to it. As funny as the dad is and some of the adult humor. That's why I like yeah. this adult humor in it, right? Um, yeah. as, as funny as that is, apprehensive or nervous about things or just, you know, that and and um, in it as well, which the kids were. It's like kids nowadays, they don't they don't understand what all this really no. is. You know, and so it's like here these kids are going to school with masks left yeah. on their faces. Like It's crazy. It's, it's, crazy. it's, it's really bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And it's almost like I love... <laughs> Can, can I say this part about the dad? It's it's probably my favorite part. He makes a contraption that is so funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> can I say? I don't even know what I can say or not say. I don't want to hear yeah, it. Say, say it, yeah. He makes this contraption where he's like, you know, got this belt that has like tape measures. It just he hits a button or something and it just they fly out from all angles. Just like six feet. <laughs> And just start smacking people in the face, like malfunctioning. I just, it was, the humor in it is so cute. It's a really, really the cute humor, um, The humor style that we used, uh, Mike and I were talking about it because Mike and I both watched SpongeBob SquarePants when we were growing up. Yes. But then we kept watching it as we became adults and we started realizing SpongeBob SquarePants has so many references and jokes that a child could never know and is it is made for parents like yes. jokes about like the 60s and the 70s and we were watching this and i was like this is crazy like and that's what we wanted to do it's like yeah the, the, we have the pictures and we have a lot of of jokes for the children but we wanted to sprinkle stuff for the parents all over it you know I, all kinds of jokes you did it well I, I think my sister-in-law to read the book because it really, it's like her husband to the T. My brother-in-law, like, bless his heart, I love the guy. <laughs> it's like, they, they have five kids and he, you know, he's just like, Durr, what's going on? I'm going over here to hang out with my buddies all the time. And, and you know, as a wife, you're just like, hello, like, we still have kids. We have to be somewhere. We have things to do. <laughs> yeah. And, we have a job to do. You know, he's sitting there watching TV, like, well, the my, you know, moms are just going nuts in the background. Like, yeah. you even see what's happening around you. So I, he, he, <laughs> he definitely else. lives in his own world. And we wanted to, we, we love that this is really like a grounded story. There's, there's aspects of this story that are very real. That The dad is unemployed. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. Like many of your listeners or husbands may be un- unemployed and that's, that's horrible. Um, but as comedians, we, we feel like we have to, you know, sometimes do that justice yeah. and take that joke out all the way. The dad's yeah. on a beat. He wants yeah. to play basketball with the morning news anchor and focus <laughs> on his keto diet. So it's like this guy. <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> he's the Joe Rogan. Yeah, like he's a very real person. And it's it's hilarious because he he does this instead of like, participating in his children's first day of school. Like no. He, no. he doesn't realize that he can be part of the problem, but, but in his own way, because he is a very sweet character, um, he makes up for it. And that's, and that's the thing about uh, our characters is that they might mess up 
but they're redeemable. Um, and uh, and yeah, we had a lot, a ton of fun writing for this character. Yeah, yeah. This is like one of my favorite pages uh, on here is like when the mom's talking to him in the car, like, Hank, I'm really happy that you're sticking to your diet and playing basketball with your friends and listening to the Joe, Joe Rogan's podcast twice a day while unemployed. Don't you think you should start working to find another job on that? There's <laughs> that little snippet. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> like, I'm doing all the right things, but... <laughs> But who's, whose husband going, isn't you know? <laughs> isn't listening to Joe Rogan? I feel like Joe Rogan has taken over the world, yeah. and and yeah. you you wives and mothers and uh, like you're competing your you your attention with your husband is being competed with with Joe Rogan. My husband he loves Joe Rogan. It's like his man crush, and he'll, oh, come, yeah. home, he'll come home after listening to everything and be like, "Okay, babe, we I've got the solution for you. Like, you need to start doing guided trips. It's gonna just kill <laughs> all your crazy." You know? yeah, I get this guy. <laughs> On Joe Rogan today, he was talking about like, <laughs> I just zone out. No, but I love I love the realness of that too. That you guys sneak in there, you know, and that that good adult humor is is great. Oh, so. Mike. Jacob, yes. thank you guys so much for being here with us. Oh, we, we really you. have appreciated your books. They are so fun. You guys go and get the books, get on Amazon, get their books. They are, your kids are going to love them. You're going to love the humor in them. They're so funny. And then we also want you guys to go and follow Mike and Jacob, see what they're up to. You <laughs> know, ho we're hoping that they'll come out with a third book. So, you know, let's keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> We're we're tossing around the idea. I think I think you'll see Lily and Timmy one more time. Good, good. We're excited yeah. about that. So, you guys, where can people find you, follow you? So the uh, for Lily and Timmy, it's at Lily and Timmy Books uh, for Instagram. Uh, Lily with only one L, L I L Y at Lily and Timmy Books. Uh, we're also on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Lily and Timmy. Uh, Twitter, eh, Lily and Timmy don't like to tweet as much, but uh, <laughs> outside Not of that, uh, if they want to follow the authors, I am at Hopscotch Mike, and Jake is at Bodie Horn, B-O-D-H-I-H-O-R-N. Jake, did I say that correct? You did. I was really impressed. I'm really impressed, dude. <laughs> Pulled that right out. Perfect. Yeah. You guys, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for being here with us. We really appreciate it. Oh, we want everyone to get out and read the books. It was a blast. You guys are awesome. And they can find the books on Amazon. That's the only spot, paperback and ebook. Well, yep. that's the and only place us moms are shopping anyway, okay? Two-day prime. It's all that matters. Oh, yeah. We're only on Amazon. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank, thank you. you. So Until next time, let's keep it real. Keep it, real, keep it real. Keep it real.